Mark and my partners in crime and I always say that in the nicest possible way. Now today's case, this one's um, a quick little case, but it's an old case, very old case and some of you may have heard of it and some of you may have not. But it's a very sad case, a bit of a psychological case actually really. Very, very sad. So Lisa told me about this case, she'd um, watched something or read something about it and she said, listen, you've got to do this case, this woman's just lovely really. Now this is Blanche Mona, Mona, Mona case, she's a French case, okay, French names, gosh, here we go again. So, um, and, but she's often known as, um, I think, the confined woman of Porteris. So it's a, in French, it's something different. So she was this young girl and she was secretly kept inside a little room in the attic by her aristocratic mother for 25 years. For 25 years. Now it's shocking really, right? So the story goes was, she was, you see the picture of this girl, she's an absolutely stunning, beautiful girl. So she was a young lady from a very well-to-do French aristocratic family in France. And she was stunning. And she was in love with a lawyer. So, um, and in them days, probably even in these days, because lawyers don't earn that so much money now, but anyway, in France, this aristocratic family of hers said, you can't marry him because he has got a lot of money. He's a lawyer. And I think the brother may have introduced her to him because he was a, he was a graduate, I think, of law, anyway, at the, at the time, or just graduating. Uh, law and I think that's where she met him but it wasn't good enough for her to marry now remember in this sort of time when we're talking about 1800s 1849 time I think she was born and I think she died in 1913 so this is a very old case especially aristocratic families and with women who would have ended up with some title or some money or some property Women didn't own it in them days. It would you'd get married and that would go to that. So you would usually join your wealth together. So this family weren't having none of that with this girl. But I think she really loved him. You see, she was in love with this man, and um, she this, she had this outgoing, beautiful personality. Everyone that ever saw her said how beautiful she was inside and out. Uh, and all of a sudden, one day, she disappears. She disappears. And the man actually saying that, that she was going to marry the lawyer, up and coming lawyer, also died in mysterious circumstances a few years after that. So, you know, we don't know. Not saying anything because I don't, we don't know, but he also died in mysterious circumstances. So, their family, this girl's family, this Blanche, I love the name Blanche. Her family, her brother and her mother, are telling people she's run away. She's run, you know, she's gone. We don't know where she is. Missing. For years. Well, she wasn't. They'd shoved her up in the attic, in this large house, these aristocrats, people loaded money, thinking that she was doing the wrong thing by marrying someone below, beneath her with less money. But they're going to lock you up in like an attic room for 25 years and literally torture you because not only is she in an attic room, there's no light. They've blocked up all the windows, locked the door 
I literally forgot about her. She was thrown a few crumbs of bits and pieces. She was never given anything. No love, attention, never spoke to anybody. She was, you know, 25 years. These people downstairs lived their life, got on with it. And all the time telling people that this girl was just gone. Now these people were aristocrats, right? They had money. That means they had staff. Even the staff knew this girl was there. No one said anything. No one did anything for 25 years of her life. She spent in this dark room with no one. And then all of a sudden, after 25 years, comes this letter to the police saying, you know, you need to look in this house because there's this girl in there being kept captive in there and has been for many years. So the police, they then go into the home, they raid it. So you have the mother sitting down there, you know, in all their glory and the brother. And they go up to this attic room to find this girl in the most terrible state. Actually, their investigations actually had to cease because the room, the stench of the room, after years and years of not being cleaned. Anyway, this letter. It states that, you know, it says, because in them days they wrote lovely, didn't it? I had the honour to inform you of this extraordinary, you know, exceptions, you know, this serious circumstances going on here of this, you know, spinster who is locked up in Madame Monnier's house, half star and living in a putrid uh, litter <laughs> for the past 25 years. So someone who's done this wrote this anonymous letter and they never found out to this day who wrote this letter. Knew everything, didn't they? Because in this letter it's telling you she's been up there for 25 years. Now when they found this poor young girl, they rescued her uh, in these appalling conditions actually. Um, there was old food and feces everywhere. As I said, the stench was so bad that the police couldn't even investigate really. There was bugs all around her bed. There was rats. Um, there was everything. She barely weighed 25 kilograms, 55 pounds in weight, this girl. <laughs> She'd been up there 25 years. They'd starved her literally, just I think in the end. They literally had forgot about her. But you know, this staff and all these people that work there, no one said anything for 25 years. I mean, she could have died at any point up there. I mean, really, when you see the photograph, she was near death, actually. When she was found, she was near death. How she survived it, there was nothing of her, really. And I think the torture, and I'm going to say it's torture because it really is, isn't it? When you lock someone out, you take away their liberty, don't you, for 25 years. We don't even do this to prisoners, do we? I've just spoke about a few cases, and they're being treated better than this girl ever was. And now, you think, you know, you locked this girl, you took her because she was in love for a man that in your eyes didn't have enough money, and you shoved her upstairs in an attic and forgot about her. It's just shocking, isn't it, really? Anyway, they found then that she was uh, 
was lying completely naked. I don't even think she had the energy to move around to tell the police. He described the state of her bed and he said it was just terrible. It was, a, it was just never anything had been changed. Nothing, had, you know, she had no clothes. Whatever the clothes she had had now rotten and gone. Uh, she was just in a terrible, terrible state. And it was really, really bad. Um, there was just stuff everywhere. There was just bugs and stuff everywhere in this. Anyway, they got her out of there. Um, but they had to be really careful, didn't they, you see, because you can't just take someone who hasn't seen the light of day for 25 years or anybody had any conversation or anything like that for that time into a situation. She didn't know who these people were. By this stage, she's lost her mind. She's actually now... Um, this is severely anorexic, which is also affects the mind. She's also now got schizophrenia because of the trauma and the stress and that what's brought it on. That's what they think brought it on. She was also known at that point to even where they'd put her actually into, finally got her into a, um, uh, an asylum, mental asylum, because that's all that could happen to her actually after that. Because, you know, once they'd got her out and, you know, the girl was absolutely so traumatised with life at that point. The experiences that she experienced as this young, vibrant girl who was in love to be locked in this room for 25 years and lost all that, it's enough to drive you mad, isn't it? And that's, I think, what it did to her, it drove her mad. Plus, the starvation um, was enough, really, then to deal to the body and stuff and the mind. Terrible, terrible damage. And this is what happened to this poor girl. And because she hadn't had any clothes and stuff, she used to, even the, um, in the asylum, she would remove her clothes and, and stuff. She had no idea of how to act or anything anymore. Um, and that's what her mother had done to her. Now the mother was going to go to court. She was going to be taken to court. And she died 15 days actually after she was arrested. And um, because, of course, the society went mad. Because these people, you see, in these days, only ever thought really about what other people thought about them. Society was this thing, wasn't it? You know, um, <laughs> you know, where everything was for show. And so this is why they locked her in the cupboard to stop this embarrassment of her marrying a lawyer at the time, who they felt didn't have enough money. But when it came out that they had done this, the shame and everything, and also the people were actually going mad um, trying to get to this woman, she actually died. Um, and then the son, he was arrested as well. But the problem is with them days as well, I think they did arrest him and charge him with that because he knew about it but didn't say. But there was no laws at that time that they could enforce on that. So if there's no law in place that you have to say about someone being captive and you know about it, you know, um, there was no law so they had to release him and let him go. I don't know how his life ended up, but it probably wouldn't have been very good because everyone knew what he'd done. You know, you're living this luxury life downstairs and your sister's upstairs for 25 years being literally forgotten about. I don't think people are going to like you very much anymore. So this is the sort of story of Blanche, really. And it's very sad because this beautiful girl wanted to marry 
this, you know, lawyer who she loved. They loved each other. So we have the life of this beautiful, don't we, young girl, right? This French socialite. Um, she was well respected. Um, you know, the family was well, well respected. Um, you know, I think they was actually of um, old um, noble origin. So they came from, you know, this, you're talking about really, really wealthy and really good, what they call blood stock, really, weren't you? So in 1874, I think, was when she was renowned for this physical beauty and also attracting, and plus that she would have been a great suitor, you see, for this family to then extend to other families with lots more money. And this is then what made them put her away. So I think in 1874, at the age of 25, that's it. She was uh, gone. And 25 years later, she was found in this absolutely terrible state terrible state there was films made about it i think there's a movie isn't there called um something in the attic um flowers in the attic which is like the english version of it where she had two children and they'd lock them in but that's it i think it's slightly based on this story as well and that's where they had the two of them but this girl was actually on her own uh in there and it left this girl didn't it really just really terrible and, and that. So there's been a lot of writers about this. I think there's another, uh, another a movie actually that's been done about this. And lots of people talk about Blanche because people talk about Blanche because I think of her beauty and how this was allowed to happen in them times and probably how we should remember these cases. And I think everything you read about Blanche, people um, you've got some of them, as some people that say things about because when she was found, she was a totally different person to what she was when she went in. And um, they use her photographs from that for different sort of reasons. But her younger photos, I've never really read anything about Blanche that people don't feel sorry for her, feel sorry for the life. It's a heart rate rending sort of case, this one, because. She ended up dying in 1913, I think, in an institution. You know, her life was never the same, was it? She was 64, I think, or 63 when she died. Uh, and it was quite a terrible death, to tell the truth. But she had a terrible life, didn't she? She had a terrible life. And the thing is, when you have schizophrenia in them days, you had other illnesses like anorexia and stuff, there was no help for you. They have, they listen, there's no cure for schizophrenia now. There certainly wasn't in them days. And so this girl, her mind would have tortured her. Her mind would have tortured her. And um, it would have been just awful for this young girl. So this case is really in memory of Blanche. Remember her. You know, I think this is what everyone says about Blanche and, and this. Remember her. The well, the girl that was in love with a man and was locked away for 25 years just for being in love with someone who didn't have enough money to suit the family. And that's all it was about, this case. True love story, isn't it, really? But ended so tragic. So, rest in peace, Blanche. So this has been a very quick case of Blanche. Mona. Now, 
beautiful, absolutely. Case that I think is a good one to end on because I've done a few tonight and I'm going to end on this one. So I am still filming the uh, Manson case. Now it's Charles Manson case and it's already uh, in three parts that case and it's just about from his childhood up to his um, uh, imprisonment and stuff. The actual case of the Manson family is broken into so many segments. So I've started off with Charles Manson, then I'm going to go on to Tex and then on to the girls until you get the full picture of what went really on. So Charles Manson is, as I said, three videos already before we've got on to Tex. Um, and so this will be a good treat, you know, it's just a different treat, it's going to be like loads of them. So there's other cases coming up as well. So there's lots happening on Murder Analyzed. And probably by the time I put this out, we'd have reached 10,000. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. So you know what to do. You know, thumbs up if you liked it. Hit the like button. You can subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Because, you know, just because we're at 10, we don't want to stop. Let's get up there. So you can hear this case on um, Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. No, you're not going to hear this case on Instagram. You're going to hear this case on Spotify in a few days when I have time to do it. You'll be able to see us on and talk to us and converse with us and leave messages and stuff like that on either Instagram or Facebook. And we love all your comments, so keep them coming. There's lots of things happening on Murder Analyzed. And now Taylor, I think, is going to be... Um, I think her throat's a bit better now because she's had her tonsils out. So that's why you haven't seen much of her. So... Thank you to everybody for all your comments, for all your support with Murder Analyze, to all my partners in crime, whether you're members or not. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you watching, you taking the time out of your day to comment, or supporting Murder Analyze with um, the Members Lounge. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate you, and we love this channel, and we hope you do too. So, till the next time, bye-bye.